You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're going to help you unleash your psychic superpowers in business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain, lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we help you grow your business from the inside out. And you're here. You made it. Woohoo. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. We're going to get into this in just a moment. We are talking about unleashing your psychic superpowers. This is going to be a fun one. Sounds oh. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's got the mixer board thing again. <laughs> uh, we're using our new Rodecaster Pro thing, and I love that we'll be able to. People loved it last week. Yeah, we have some fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, and one of the reasons why we intuitively felt inspired to share an episode with you around enhancing your psychic ability is partly because just to give also our listeners an update is we just had our team retreat last week. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. We had t-shirts made that said (laughs) team Wedmore does Vegas. (laughs) Sounds so much cooler than it actually was. Yeah, right. It was so fun. No, I just, you know, you get the intention that we're up until like 4 a.m. And, you know, like <laughs> yeah. those montages from the movies where you're like, everyone's crowded around us at the craps table as we make everyone a bunch of money. And then we're going to the clubs. No, it was like going to play roulette and then bed by going 11. Home, going home and busting out some funnels. Right. Having right. fun of funnels. But what do you think of the retreat? It was so great. Definitely our best one yet. I think especially now that we're a virtual team, having those in-person times to connect and, you know, just get back with each other's energies is super important and valuable. It really is. We've been in an in-person team for so many years and I think part of that becomes a challenge, not with the existing members so much, but like assimilating new members right. onto the team. And they, they kind of miss a piece of that magic that we have. So that was really great. In fact, I think we're going to move to two team retreats mm-hmm. a year now because we're all virtual. We've all moved only Evie's in California. Well, Abriel, the yeah. new members mm-hmm. are in California, but everyone else has moved. And I think it was, it's just really good. 
to do that. And I think if you have a team of, I think maybe as soon as you get to three people, yeah, you should really start thinking of doing a retreat. And what's interesting about the retreat is there's almost no work done. And that's, I think, part of the point. It's a retreat for a reason. It's the opportunity to, well, look at the word itself, retreat from the daily grind mm-hmm. and the habitual nature of the day-to-day. And instead, it's really the way I look at the team retreats is it's really three things, right? It's really looking at the vision, reinforcing the vision and, and, and crystallizing the vision of where we're all going and how we're going to go there together. And then there's a lot about what can be done to increase connection with mm-hmm. the members of the team because they all have to work together. And could you imagine being on a team where you didn't like anybody? Yeah. Or they didn't treat you well? Have you ever had a job where you like didn't even respect your boss because you're like, ah, oh, this person, I can't even. Can't even relate to them at all. <laughs> right. Or they're just so rude or so whatever. So the connection piece is really important. And then the third piece is, creating an environment for the team, individuals of the team to grow. Mm -hmm. We love personal growth. Spiritual growth is such a core tenant of everything we stand for. I mean, my internal vision is that anyone who crosses our path, whether it's boom, hitting us on the podcast or an event, a workshop, a program, a team member as well, Mm -hmm. is that they leave a better person. And that philosophy, that vision is carried out into the team. And so what better use of our time than to create an environment where the team individually gets to get real introspective and look at areas where they can grow personally. And I think they did. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I mean, it's easy to take for granted, like our content it's like, well, just, we talk about personal growth and performance all the time, but when is it, you know, really in the context of like our role versus just listening to the content that we create for our customers, you know? So Mm. just, especially if you have a team where most people aren't, you know, teaching personal growth to their clients and students, but Mm. if you can take an opportunity to just create that space and that environment for personal growth, I think the results will speak for themselves of how powerful it is. Well, and I think for us, like it's just, it's an unspoken core value that we want to work with people and be surrounded Mm. by people that actually care about growing, that have a desire that fills something up for them when they grow because mm-hmm. Julie and I are constantly doing that. You know, I'm constantly taking programs or courses and coaching and journaling and asking questions and looking for ways to continue growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not attract people that you're doing something that's so meaningful to you that are on that same wavelength. So when we bring that to them, it's so beautiful because they're, they're hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about there was what? Psychic abilities. Psychic abilities. Yeah. (laughs) We brought in a high performance coach Mm -hmm. and that's something else I'm going to talk about before we jump into the psychic stuff today. But we brought in a high performance coach to coach the team. And like, this is this whole thing. Like I just don't get, and it's my whole little thing and that's okay because, you know, we've been doing this for a really long time. When you do it for so long and things become really clear and really simple and really a lot easier. It's a lot easier and clear and simple to see why it's so hard and difficult for others. And I cannot stress enough how many coaches and guides that I've had in my life and still to this day. And here we are at the top of our game right here and having broken, you know, I don't put any meaning into it, but other people do. So they're milestones, but you know, here you are an eight figure company and having the 
healthiest profit margin you've ever had in your business and, and having the most fun that you've ever had and doing that in a year that's been challenging for so many people and, and just seeing that and then going, all right, let's bring a coach in. Mm -hmm. And I think people have that backwards too. They're like, I'm good now. You know, I think it's almost the opposite. It is so the opposite because I think that dangerous place to live your life in is what I've heard people call is no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Where you're not being ripped out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. by something that's driving you as a vision, as a goal, as an outcome that's out in your future that is like feels, I know it's going to happen if I show up my best, but it hasn't happened yet. Right. Or you're not driven by that like, Things have gotten so bad. I've hit my bottom and something's got to give. It's that place in the middle where you get comfortable. Complacent. And you settle. And yeah. I will share with you guys, I do have a healthy fear and it's a fear of settling mm -hmm. in my life. And it's not a fear like, like a, an ego fear necessarily. It's more like I kind of get present to how short life is and how precious life is. And I don't want to live a mediocre life. Right wake up in 20 years and say, oh man, I could have just, you know, pushed myself a little bit yeah. more to be the person I wanted to be. And when people hear that word push myself, sometimes they just think it means work harder or longer. No. It's like actually pushing myself right now means slowing down mm -hmm. and doing even less. And that's a push for me, especially like when we're living in Sedona now, it's a, it's a different wavelength and you have to tune it out. And I mean, you really are a product of your environment, right? Imagine living and working in New York city versus Sedona <laughs> or Hawaii. You know, when we go to right. Hawaii, it's such a slow down pace. You know, everyone gets all frustrated because everyone goes 30 miles an mm -hmm. hour, but the locals are like, what? <laughs> and it's just a different energy, right? And like tuning to that is so important. So I love what you say. Like it's more about being impeccable it's mm -hmm. not harder. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just being more the version, stepping into that version of who you want and need to be to get to the next level more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are at the top of our game. And what do we do? We bring in a high performance coach mm -hmm. to coach all of us. I was in there too. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking notes and I'm doing the exercises for three days straight. Yeah. And I don't think I've felt us be more unified and more connected and more clear, more in alignment. Talk about team alignment right. than ever before. And there's always a new top. There's always a new level. And we, and we found that. And so why I say all that is I think the default MO of the entrepreneur is the um, do it myself. I can figure it all out because I got something to prove. I've been there. So I can see it in others a lot easier, but it's like, what are you trying to prove and to whom who cares right. that you proved it? Is that what that's about? Is if that's, what's driving you, that's such a superficial thing. Cause that's all about opinions and judgments of others. Mm -hmm. And well, I'm trying to prove it to myself. I want to change that up because part of what we're going to have to talk about today when we get into the psychic stuff is that it goes beyond you, mm -hmm. the guidance, the wisdom, the, hints, the nudges, the downloads, as they say, is coming from something beyond you. And if you're trapped in this 3D, like I have to have all the answers and I have to figure it all out myself because I have to prove it myself. That's the ego mm -hmm. and it's limiting you more than you believe. And instead to be the recipient of that, you get to almost point it at another way as I was the person that was able to receive I was the person that was able to listen. I was the person that was able to ask that question, but it came from someone or something else. And I think that just opens you up to so much more. We have to start with that if we're going to have this conversation today. Absolutely. 
So here we are. We're getting coaching. You should always be in coaching. If you want to be a high performer, if you want to live a mediocre, that's fine. No judgment. But if you're like, I'm up to something extraordinary, then we need to attract the people in our life that can bring out the best in you. And we hope that this podcast does that in little ways, even though we're not right there over your shoulder, giving you a massage, whispering in your ear saying, you got this, <laughs> but Hey, you do. And this is a big topic. I hope we can do this in an hour. Let's do it. We can do it. Um, Intuition says yes. Into <laughs> it. This was intuitively inspired to do this episode mm-hmm. by a simple question. What does our audience need to hear right now? What's going to make the biggest impact? So we use intuition to come up with the ideas for episodes. So anytime you have content block, writer's block, I don't know what to talk about. You're not tapping into this intuitive psychic ability that is innately yours. So the value, the inherent value is so vast and far. And before we go any further, I am feeling a little nostalgic. I do want to take a moment and like really look back because I released this episode, right? Like when you came on the team, right? Or were you on yet? Which episode? The, the beginning of yeah, the Yeah, I mean, podcast. I think I was probably less than six months in. Maybe even just- And then I months. released a podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of fear around mm-hmm. releasing it. And then we started getting these like nasty reviews. And I'll never forget one. It was this podcast or James or whatever it was, is way too woo-woo for yep. me. You can't build your business off all this woo-woo stuff. And I am a little bizarre that that type of stuff, like people don't get this. Like when you- Oh, you dummies. Like (laughs) you have no idea how much your negative criticism fuels me. (laughs) Tell me I can't do it. Just tell me. And I think, oh, I love you so much for doubting me because that really fuels me. And I look back at that. And even then I was like, you have seen nothing yet. (laughs) You have no, you think that is weird and woo woo. And I can take you so much further down the rabbit hole. And so many of our listeners now today are like, take me further down the rabbit hole. Right. And so I love that. And I love that now we can have this conversation here and there's just no concern or doubt that this is going to be too much for someone, but just in the off chance (laughs) that it was just in case this is your very first episode with us. (laughs) Right. Or you're like a dude like me. Cause I love talking to the dudes. I just acknowledge every dude out there that this is something that it's like, oh, this is like what my wife does or my girlfriend or whatever. And I'm very like action oriented. Like I am too. I am too. And when I opened up to this, so much change in my life and business, and that means more money. And we want to look at this from a few different ways. First and foremost, just to really sell this to you guys, wake up to the fact that as a business owner, the amount of decisions that you have to make on a daily basis are completely overwhelming and beyond you. And so much of business and the results you receive in business is based on the decisions that you end up making. And remember, indecision, like I'm not going to decide, is a decision. It's a decision to put it off. It's a decision to procrastinate. It's a decision to say this isn't important. It's a decision to do nothing and you don't do anything. I can guarantee no results become possible. And then of course, there's the phenomena that has been studied and tested and measured of decision fatigue. Mm Mm-hmm you know, that our ability to make clear, wiser decisions fades with time and and energy. It requires a certain amount of us. If you've ever remodeled. Oh Oh my gosh. At first you're so excited about countertops and then you get to the lighting and you're like, oh my God. And so I think what people are accessing is their pros and cons. Let me just make my pros and cons list here. That was an office reference to anybody who was like, wow, that was deep office right there. Michael Scott 
and using their head and their analytical and all that thinking and all that brain power and all that willpower and it wanes and it runs up and the brain uses so many calories in a day. So you're exhausted making that decision or thinking about that decision or operating from that place of what if it's the wrong decision or what if I am not smart enough or I don't have all the pieces and ah, da, 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 da. and when you are tapping into intuition, it's like, I no longer have to carry the burden mm. of, of all these decisions on my shoulders. And I think that's really been one of our biggest secret weapons. And there is a moment, and we actually start our, our team retreat with this simple story that at the end of 2019, when Jillian and I took the company from two to three and three to $9 million in sales and had more successes and wins than we'd ever experienced in one year. And we took a moment and we reflected. And I looked at Jillian, I'm like, I don't think we made a single mistake or wrong move. Like not a micro mistake, like wrong link, that things happens, you know, typo, whatever. But I mean, strategic decisions. We didn't make a single wrong move. And we were so proud of that. And I can attest it all to one thing because we trusted our guts, mm -hmm. because we listened to that intuition and we followed it. And what you'll recognize as we have this conversation today is so much of that exists beyond reason, logic, rationale. It's smarter than you. And I'm a really smart person. And that was my biggest barrier to unlocking this. And then finally, what this is also about when we talk about your psychic abilities, unlocking your psychic superpowers, which you want, I know you want, is that it will require something of you, a deeper level of trust in yourself than you've ever experienced. And my question then is if you want to say this is hogwash, <laughs> nonsense, haberdash, hunker nickel, <laughs> what would an old English scoffing word be? This is rubbish, baloney. <laughs> <laughs> this is all that woo woo stuff. How do you ever expect to get anywhere extraordinary in your life or business if you still can't trust yourself. Mm -hmm. This is foundational and it is a practice in trusting yourself, trusting yourself beyond the logic and the reason that you learned in school growing up. And that's why I say a gajillion times that school, at least the school I went to, didn't teach me how to be an entrepreneur and that's okay. So a lot of this has to do with unlearning, unlearning logic. Mm -hmm. Oh, so such an important one. It is. And you'll notice once you start stepping into the psychic version of yourself even more, it's also gives you an opportunity to slow down and be more present in your life. And I know a lot of our listeners want that. Mm -hmm. So slow down in order to speed up. You have to. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about what that does to really access those psychic abilities. Here's another big piece. Maybe you're thinking of tuning out this episode because you're like, I'm just not psychic. Mm. I don't have that. But I go to a psychic. That's cool. I do that. I've done that. Totally. I'd like us to try on and then maybe you can begin to sense hmm, if this feels right to you that we all have a psychic sense, a sixth sense, if you will. I see dead people. That it's not like a born with it, not. Maybe it's Maybelline, <laughs> but that we all have it. And it's more like a skill. And this is why we talk so much about beliefs, because if you continue to 
tell yourself a belief, because that's what it is, that I'm not gifted, I'm not psychic, I don't have that, ba, 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 then, you know, that's your power in action. Right. So it, as it is said, so it is. So you've just told yourself that you're not. And so that's how powerful you are. Then you won't be right. You're but, so psychic that you're creating yourself not to be psychic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it's an opportunity to put that aside for now. You don't have to get rid of that belief, but just put it aside and go into this bubble of disbelief, you know, suspending disbelief in this bubble of an alternate universe where in this dream world you actually are, mm-hmm. but it's like, when you go to the gym for the first time in months or years and the first time you do an exercise you've done before, like your muscles are all shaky and you just can't lift as much as you used to and you get tired faster and it's because there's been some atrophy, mm-hmm. you know, and if we treated it like that metaphor of a muscle, you, we get, we can get better at it. We, mm-hmm. can get, we can get stronger. And that's something I've really tried to, and I like to be really transparent and say that that's something I've struggled with. In fact, the past year working with Don Javier, the shaman I work with is you talk to other people working with them and wow, the amazing experiences that they have. And I was kind of getting in my head and beating myself up a bit. Like, wow, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just not as gifted or I don't have that type of ability or whatever. And I realized that that had to stop, Mm -hmm. that I had to stop putting expectations on how it was going to unfold, what it was going to look like. And what I was realizing was that I was having different experiences that others weren't, that they were going, wow, that's so cool. But because number one, it's like you're in your body, living your life all day, 24 seven. So a lot of things that are maybe more considered superpowers or miraculous or special, you don't always experience it as special because you're living with it 24 Mm -hmm. seven. And so I had to kind of honor the way in which I was receiving things and let go of a story of, oh, I'm not getting anything or, oh, you know, and instead get curious. That's a good point. Just to like release expectations of what psychic is even going to look like for you. Because I think as you'll find out in this episode, there's different ways in which we can receive psychic hits or intuitive hits that looks differently for everyone. So, you know, it's not just like not everyone's going to get a flash of their vision, what their life looks like in five years. Right. Well, and I think that's the expectation, right? Like if anyone's ever been to a psychic and they start talking to you, it's like, I think we have the expectation that it's going to come in as loud and clear and as Mm -hmm. certain as like, turning on the TV right? and some news broadcaster saying this, just in, this is your life. And this is what's going to happen <laughs> with absolute certainty, loud and clear, mm-hmm. like the volumes on full blast. And it's so clear. And I think a lot of it has, is really subtle mm-hmm. and it's, it's just about enhancing the sensitivity to be able to catch it and listen for it. And that's where I want us to start is when we talk about unlocking your psychic superpowers, what it is, is to me, it's, it's unlocking a sense of better listening. Mm -hmm. It's starting with presupposing that the universe or source is always talking to you right now (laughs) and right now and right now and in many ways. And I believe too, that what is trying to come through to you is going to try to come through to you in a way that will work best for you. I've heard many stories of people that are like in a certain type of career. And so they get like an engineer and then they get messages that are very mechanical and Mm -hmm. metaphorical to like gears and parts and stuff like that because it works for them and their model of the world. And so it isn't necessarily about you need to change everything about you. It's, you know, that 
there are certain modalities in which you receive. Like I'm a highly visual person, but I'm also very in my head. So we're going to talk about the way in which I receive messages a lot that don't feel like message at all, which is why I was like really trapped with that. And that'll explain a lot for me and maybe offer something for you guys. But yeah, to start there, that there's always something speaking to you. And we'll talk to the many different ways, even in in 3D ways, physical 3D ways. Like we've had ex- experiences where, you know, we're sharing an idea and then all of a sudden you see a hawk fly by. Yeah. And I think, you know, life is a choice in this free will. So it's your choice to see, was that a coincidence? Maybe. But was it also maybe like a timestamp or like a, a little marker to say, maybe there was something else there. And just to become aware of those, you don't need to go crazy. And I think you could go down that other side. It's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And I don't know what this means. And instead to just start making mental notes in a way, it's like, okay, this, wait, this just happened. What was I just thinking? Where was my attention, right? You've heard me say so many times with Donovan says, you are where your attention is. And the reality is, is you can actually have your attention in more places than one, right? And so you can be having this seemingly just benign conversation with someone and something comes up and then at the same moment, something out of the ordinary happens, right? Or maybe there's a certain feeling. It's an opportunity to be a real like observer of your life too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I have a journal and I try to journal as much as I can, as much as I can, because you start to go back and it's almost like life is giving you these clues. And it's like, wait a second, I saw this. We're going to get into so many weird ones, you know, (laughs) because as, as our coach was taking us through and sharing all these examples, so many came up for me. And I think that's the opportunity as we share examples, as we share stories and how it relates to our lives and business, you're going to sit there and say, whoa, maybe this was right. Mm -hmm. But I think part of what the ego and your brain wants to do is rationalize it or diminish it, you know, put it into a box of understanding. And I want to give all of you permission to be like, it's okay that we can't rationalize this, that it's not logical, that it doesn't make sense. And that's where I love to play is in in a world where things don't make sense Mm -hmm. because I believe all of this stuff exists beyond that. And so when we are so attached to it needing to be 3D, I need to see it and it needs to make sense and it needs to be explained. It needs to be quantified and it needs to be in a science textbook. And a direct correlation, an obvious direct correlation. Yeah, (laughs) that doesn't, you know, and and if you're listening, you're like, but that doesn't make any sense. How would and who would and where would this be that I would cause this to make you do, 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 (laughs) do, do. If you go down that rabbit hole, like, of course, you're already looking for it to just be a coincidence. You're already looking for it to be nonsense. And Mm -hmm. as you see, therefore it is, you know, and instead, what it's always been for me is leaving a margin for magic in, in my life. And hopefully our stories, our little anecdotes, the examples that we're going to give you will create that for you. So let's start there. That The universe is always talking to you and it's talking to you from a higher place, right? It's going to talk to you from a place of, of wanting the best for you, your highest good, un- unconditional love. So everything is moving you towards your own growth, your own evolution. It doesn't have judgment towards you the way that you judge yourself or others might perceive or judge you. It's nothing but let me help you. Let me guide you, right? And most people are not listening because mm-hmm. they don't know to listen. I didn't for a very long time. And so when they're not listening, they're not in a receptive mode. And that I have to imagine that if you're still there, that's okay. How much pressure you have to put on yourself. You have to have all the answers yourself. You have to figure it all out yourself. Like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. 
I can run a company where we have all these employees and then have a team of 40 coaches and then have thousands of students because I don't put for a moment that the brunt of all of it is on my shoulders. Even when it's like, okay, we're doing an event next week for all these people. It's like, okay, what needs to come through me to help them? And there's a big difference between trying to be the person carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders versus being the conduit or the vessel through which it comes through. And so how much easier will your life be when, when you are listening and receiving? Mm-hmm. So, okay, James, I get this, but I just feel like I don't really receive very much because I'm not, you know, and that's been the past experience. So I want us to then go there. What could be causing us to not really have an experience of receiving very much? I think there is quite a few things, especially in like today's society. I think there's a lot of distractions, number one. So like sensory overload. So maybe, for example, maybe you're listening to this podcast while scrolling Instagram, while checking some emails, you know, you're not being fully present to everything else around you. I think another way would be just, just shutting it out immediately. Just saying like constantly telling yourself you don't know, or you can't. Yeah. Let's talk about the sensory overload, because if there's something trying to come through to you, do you think it's going to come in really loud? No. Everyone that talks about things like intuition or God or higher self, they talk about how it's like a whisper. It's so subtle. And so when all of your senses are overstimulated by everything else that's out there, it's going to be a lot harder to hear the quietest thing in the room, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when you're at a crowded, loud bar and someone, I, this happens to me all the time. And someone's like, oh my God, I love this song. And I'm like, song? Is the music even playing? <laughs> right. And I'll s- literally stop and then direct my attention. It's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to direct my attention to listen for the song and I will still struggle with it. I'll be like, mm-hmm. how do you even hear this song over <laughs> all this noise? And so finding silence. Mm-hmm from the external is going to be really important. This is why we all love Sedona. Josh, Jilly's husband is out on a hike right now. Mm -hmm. As we were preparing for this episode, he's like, that's where I'm going on a hike. I was in Vegas. I need silence. Yeah. We all like, we're like, okay, let's now please get away from all that noise. But then there's the internal noise Mm -hmm. and that's the biggie, right? What Don Javier says, the trash can in the head is so much noise. And I can struggle with that because I'll have a lot of ideas come through. And just be like, oh, we can do this. But then if we do that, we're going to do this. And but, but I want to do this before we do the roof, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to be very intentional to silence that. And that's a progress. That's work. Okay. That's a lot of work. But it's almost like the cup that's full of water and you want more water. We have to drain the cup. We have mm-hmm. to get quiet. We have to get silent. And so how? That's a lot of <laughs> more episodes. But the first thing for me is always is to notice when you can begin to notice how loud it is in there. You can even on this episode, you can look back, here we are, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes in and say, how loud has that voice been in your mind since you've been listening to us? Right, I can kind of catch it, especially when I'm listening to podcasts, if I like don't know what the person has said for the last five uh-huh. minutes. And then so you have like, to rewind, rewind it. Yeah, exactly. You know, rewind how many it. times have you rewound this episode already? Right, or just kind of lost, <laughs> what were they saying? Yeah. I tuned out because I got to go pick up the kids after this and then, but they have soccer, you know, so I have to do this before that. And then it's after that. Right. And that's normal. Like that's part of like our agreement in the, mm-hmm. in the human form. Right. So how can we become more intentional and aware of how loud it is there and begin to notice it? And then of course people want to, Oh my gosh, it's so loud up there. And I have all this thoughts. And now you're just 
creating more noise and getting more <laughs> judgmental of yourself. And I find space and time to just get intentionally be quiet. And there's so many ways you can do that. You can anchor that with a time in the day where it's like the walk or the hike or just moments in silence where you're focused on your breathing and letting it all go. I make my yoga practice the same process, but then as I have crystals and altars and a healing room set up through my house, those become visual anchors for me too, to remind myself. So like when you're going from, you know, the bedroom to the kitchen and then there's one of your crystals and you can look at it and remind yourself, get present again. And just finding as many ways to just practice that without the judgment because the judgment becomes more noise. So when you have more quiet and more silence, it's like, <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree without any presents. So it can make room for more presents, <laughs> right? I'm trying to think of the weirdest metaphor. It's like, let's create the space or the vacuum for something new to come in. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I kind of look at it is like, we're um, talking about this in the pre-show chitter chatter. It's like that phrase, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, I don't know that is like closes the door. I don't know. Like, well, how could you save this launch? Pff, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. And just feel the energy of that when you say that, right? Is, well, okay, what could you do to generate? I really need an extra like 10 grand. Okay, what could we do right now in the next 30 days to generate an extra 10, $20,000 in your business? I have I no idea. You just feel the energy of that when you say that. That's like closing a door. The way I feel I don't know when I'm working with a client it's like the power of I am, mm -hmm. but they're creating themselves as not knowing. I know knowing, not knowing. I shut off knowing. I am not of knowing. I would say just from every, some of the things that I've learned, I would say that just saying I don't know is probably one of the most powerful affirmations. Not powerful in a good way, right? Yeah, exactly. it's, not, it's not really helping you. But yeah, I mean, and we say it all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like notice some people default if you're like in a habitual way of saying I don't know you'll catch yourself like default to say, I don't know before you even yes. say anything. Yeah. We have to have that. I don't know yeah. detox. So this is a big one because I think one of our little secrets here, as we unlock your psychic superpowers, I love living in the, I don't know. Mm -hmm. When you are in the not knowing of an answer, that means a miracle's around the corner. That means guidance is around the corner. That means you get to practice the psychic intuition that's about to come through. But when you know everything, you don't let anything in the mm -hmm. full cup, the tree full of presents all around, mm -hmm. you know, there's no room for any more gifts. The door has been closed and it's locked. No more. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And when we're like, Oh, I don't know. But it's also the, I don't know that exists for us exists on top of a foundation of it will come. It always does. We are guided. We are protected. Our success is inevitable. And it's all happening for us. Mm -hmm. So it exists on top of that. It's like the, I don't know, isn't a closing of a door. It's the creating of a space for something new to come in. It's not more like a, Hmm, well, I'm excited to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll know it when we see it right. and it will come in the most bizarro of ways. And let me give you an example of one of my favorite ideas back in one of our older programs, local video Academy. Mm -hmm. I think I was either talking to you or Brandon Lucero and 
we were coming up on a launch. I had a question and I was like, I want to do this launch differently than we've ever done it before. And I want to do something unique on the front end to kind of create more engagement and build the audience more. So there's a lot of momentum. And I'm like, I wonder what would be a good way to do that. And then we went to lunch. And at the end of the launch, I got a phone call. And a phone call was from a random like peer in the industry that never called me. <laughs> and they called me literally just to tell me what they did that worked. Like, hey, how's it going? And we like caught up for like two seconds. They're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you what I just did. It totally worked. And it was like totally different. And it was like built so much momentum and audience for my last launch. And it took about like a minute after I got off the phone call with them, like hung up the phone. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, this is good for you. And it worked. And it's like really cool. And then like three steps later and I'm like, oh my God, there was my answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fun about listening from everywhere and everything that like, I believe today that even source or spirit can speak through others to give me what I need. And when you hear it in two or especially threes, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm absolutely convinced. And you could say, that doesn't make a coincidence. (laughs) I'm like, that's great for you. What is life like without any miracles Mm -hmm. for you? That sucks. But for me, that was so beautiful that I asked. I had the courage to ask. And then I had the courage to be at peace with not knowing. And I think that's the big difference is so many people have created a belief that says, I don't know, therefore I can't. Right. And I want to change that. It's, I don't know, therefore I'm receiving. Therefore Mm -hmm. something miraculous will come in. Therefore I will go beyond reason. Therefore I will know. I don't know, therefore I will learn, you Mm -hmm. know? And instead it's, I don't know how, or I don't know. I don't, so I can't. So I can't. And that's tragic. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for everybody else, the normies, but you guys are entrepreneurs. Right. You have to live in the, I don't know. Like that's what people don't get is like, what the heck do you think entrepreneurship is? Exactly. It's creating your own roadmap to something that's never been done before. If you're just doing what everyone's done before, you're not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs create something that's never been created, but you want the step-by-step blueprint of what's never been created before. So you can have that sentence of certainty and someone can tell you exactly what to do every step of the way. Then you're not an entrepreneur. So to call yourself an entrepreneur, but not be willing to be open to developing your psychic ability. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't because the very nature of being an entrepreneur is actually being psychic in some way because you're seeing something that others can't. Yes. And believing that. Mm -hmm. And what did we say this was really about was trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. And here's why the psychic intuition has been a challenge for me is my primary modality through which I feel the most connected to receiving is clear cognizant. Mm -hmm. Now to the best way in which I can describe clear cognizance, it is a knowing without knowing that you know, or having an experience of when you knew it. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it really challenging. So the little fun metaphor I get for people to see what it's like to be clear cognizant is Jilly, what color is the sky? Blue. Do you remember when you learned it was blue? No. It's just kind of this, you've always known. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when I knew, but one day if I asked what color is the sky, you knew it Mm -hmm. and you know it, Mm -hmm. you know that it's blue. And now we're not going to get into a whole world of number one, like what is blue? And is your blue the same color as my blue? And we're not going to get into like the whole, like, well, at night it's black and, and at sunset it's, but you know, it snows, it's white. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's, that's not what we're getting in with this as an example, but it's like, there's a knowing without knowing when you knew it, but Mm -hmm. you've always known it. And that's really hard because I rarely, but I still do, but I will rarely have an experience where something like hits me 
it's more like when you reflect back on something, you'll be like, whoa, there was definitely a time where I didn't know this and now I know it. And I know it with a sense of certainty and feeling. And so this may be one of the big reasons why I push on all of you the power of questions Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly asking myself better questions because there'll be times when I ask a question and I'm like in that, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know yet. And that's okay. And then I can ask the same question again, like weeks later. And it's like, duh, why didn't I (laughs) think of that? You know what I mean? So it's very subtle, but it's also what's weird is it, it doesn't come in strong, but it lands strong. Like when I know things, it feels like the same way you feel about, are you sure the sky is blue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I'll feel about things. And I'll just be talking to to clients and stuff and I will just know like, no, 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 no. You need to launch this program. And sometimes I have to be very careful with that because I want to be more of the coach and like not just the advice giver, but there will be absolutely times. And I've, I've had to do that. I've had to like call people, especially like in the mastermind and I'll be like, um, you need to launch this course and right. you need to do it at this program and you need to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And they've come back and we've had story after story of this in like million dollars, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, holy crap. And a lot of times it's also been like, you know, it's so funny because I've been really thinking about this, but I didn't really know if blah, 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 blah. I'm like, trust me, this is going to freaking blow up. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's just that knowing it's like, I couldn't tell you when that happened. I don't have the experience of it coming in, but then one day maybe I'm working with them or talking to them and I'm like, okay, it's just annoying. And if that sounds like you, I think questions are going to be really powerful Mm -hmm. because you're going to get that answer. When you ask a question to yourself, your subconscious mind, which is where your divine mind resides, right? So that higher self, that higher mind, that collective unconsciousness the subconscious mind must answer that question. It must look at it. When we say those things like, whatever you do, just don't think of a green sweatshirt right Mm -hmm. now, right? (laughs) Because Julie's wearing a green sweatshirt. Don't think of the green sweatshirt. Don't stop thinking of the green sweatshirt, right? That, That there's a part of you that your attention went to a green sweatshirt, right? And so it's the same thing with a question where a part of the mind has to draw the attention to it in the question form. And when we ask more powerful questions, you're going to get more powerful answers. So why does this always happen to me is one of my favorite examples of an awful question, (laughs) right? But even like a question like, how will I ever do this? What an interesting question. Why is that such a weird, bad question? I guess not that it's good, bad, right or wrong, but I think because it's presuming that it might take like a long time or it's presuming that you might not get it. Yeah. What's presuming about it? What like, word or I, words? Well, number one, the energy, but it's like, will I ever? Yeah. The word it? ever. Mm-hmm. How will I ever, ever. do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus how can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a genuine curiosity or what am I missing that's preventing me from doing this? Yeah. Like, how can I make this work? Or how can I make this mm-hmm. work? What do I need to learn from this? Or who can help me do this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is such a difference. And so I'm always asking those questions always. And so they come as knowings. And then for me, Claire sentient, I get feelings too. And our projects, like when Julie and I reflected on, wow, like we mean, oh, we shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. Why did we promote this, launch that, do this, make this price point, blah, 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 blah. And there was like none of that. It felt like 
we got the 4.0 grade average. It felt like we got the A plus in the yeah. class, like the flawless record. And we stay humble about that. And it's not about, look at us. Like we're obviously we're showing you a little bit more inside to what we do and how we do it. That part of it's a feeling mm-hmm. for me specifically. Everyone's going to be different. So it's about your own practice and it's your own work and getting curious about it and beginning to trust yourself and beginning to go beyond reason for yourself. And for me, there'd be certain feeling. It would actually move from, I can't describe the feeling other than like when you're creating something, it kind of feels high as an energy, like Mm -hmm. up in my chest. When I feel it down, like in the stomach, like it feels like locked in and it feels solid and it goes, okay, that's the one that'll work. Go right. It's like clicked in. And that's how I've just keep feeling that. And that's the beautiful thing is this has to be your own set of tests, right? So you try to listen and receive the intuition and say, okay, I think it means this and then trial and error, go out there. Was I right? And you test it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so one of the first times I really got this for me was way back when we did that promotion long, long ago, might've been, I can't remember. Like there's a certain times right towards the beginning where I was like, were you on yet or not? But we did a promotion. I've told this story before for somebody else. And it didn't work. No, not there yet. Okay. So she knows the story. (laughs) And what was the first thing I said? I knew this wasn't Mm going to work. And then I had a friend tell me, well, there you go. That's the proof that your intuition was right all along. Mm -hmm. And that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it less from the attachment of the results and more from the, I'm learning a new language. And it's going to have to be a little trial and error as you bump along in the dark to find what is and what isn't for you. And so today I can really feel that feeling in the body and go, this feels like how all those other times have felt when we've made the right decision, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, and you just trust that. And that's you trusting yourself. Did you get clear on what your primary? I would say that mine is feeling to the clear sentient. Okay. I, reflecting back on you telling that story, I think the biggest one that I can really like remember feeling something, especially like in my gut, like you said, is when we're deciding whether or not to do the binge video series or drip release video oh, series. Oh, I got in my fear. Should yeah. we tell that story? Yeah. You want to okay. tell it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the rules of our launches is don't change more than three things when mm-hmm. something's working at a time. Right. And entrepreneurs like to break everything. That's part of your mm-hmm. MO, right? Like, cool, that works. Let's try if this works. And in the process of like, what else can work? We break everything. Right. And so I've matured and created <laughs> discipline. And one of the things was going from a three part video series released over like 10 days down to eight videos. Yeah. What all at once. And I went to a mastermind and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest that when you have some crazy ideas and you share some of those crazy ideas and you think you're doing it in that safe container with other like-minded individuals, they have differing opinions yes. and they couldn't see our vision. And I didn't right. spend enough time like explaining our vision. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Oh no, that's too much. It's going to overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I let it in and I called Jilly a week before our launch from this mastermind and I'm operating in fear. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I've talked to a few people. They don't get it. They don't think it's going to. Da-da-da-da. I don't think we should do it all at once. And she had to talk me off the ledge on that one. Yep. She was mm-hmm. like, no, this is going to work. You because know, both of our intuition after the, our previous launch was telling us that we should. Yes. So that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, have you ever heard people when they say go with your first answer on the test, mm-hmm. because that's usually the right one. So I will get these intuitive knowings or ideas or whatever. 
And then like months before I'm supposed to do something. And then right when I'm doing it, you get the opposite. You get the like, no, 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 no. This is an example of that. But yeah. we had the intuitive knowing beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you going to go with your first answer or the most recent current one as you're about to do it? And that's mm-hmm. most likely more ego fear-based, right? So she had to remind me of that. No, 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 no. This was our vision. We, we knew this. We, mm-hmm. And now as it's getting closer, it gets more real. The stakes right. get higher. Your brain starts to wander into, but what if the, what if the, what if the, what if the, what if, the, what if right? And she had to talk me off the ledge on that one. Yeah, but I like could feel it physically. It was like mm. almost like a, like the reverse of a good feeling in your stomach. It was almost mm-hmm. like your stomach was getting like ripped out. I was like, no, no, no. Like I know we have to do it like this. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't tuning into that. I was more in the focusing on what could go wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think I let just other people, I just bought into what other people were concerned about. Right. But I think for me, the, most of the time I feel like a lot of like goosebumps. Mm, mm. Yep. Yeah. So like physical. Yeah. So if like someone has an idea, I'll get like a goosebump reaction. If Mm -hmm. my intuition is Mm -hmm. my spidey senses say yes. Now I'm also highly visual. So when I'm teaching, you guys will see, I'm always drawing. I always have charts and visuals and doodles and all that type of stuff, but I will see things and it helps for me to be able to see it. And, and sometimes I've just had visions, you know, and one of the visions was as soon as I got to Sedona and we're working on our Airbnbs and just had this flash and it was so bizarre. It was just me driving in a Jeep. Hmm. And I still don't know what that was. Like, was that just an idea? I don't know, but it just was really clear. It was me driving a Jeep. And at the time I had this, you know, fancy schmancy Tesla. Ooh. (laughs) And the lease was coming up anyways. And I was like, wow, it was so unexpected. Like I'm a Jeep guy. (laughs) I'm going to get a Jeep. And like, I love my Jeep. I got one. And there it is, you know, and I, I don't know what that was, but like, I listened to that and like felt into it. Mm-hmm. And like, I love my Jeep driving around town in this with the little top things down and having a blast. And I'm like, wow, that was something that was unexpected mm-hmm. that I love. So I'll get those visions. And, and some of the things that we're doing for the rise of the digital CEO this year, mm-hmm. like our very special live launch, like I could see it. It was like, yep. boom. it was actually another team member brought it to me. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, mm, I don't know, but I noticed it was up high in the mm-hmm. chats, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, let me sit with this. And I chewed on it. And I was like, let me see if I can see it. Let me see if I can feel into it. Let me see the energy around it. And it was enough to go, oh, okay, I can see it now. I could see how this can be something really special. And it was just enough, like, like almost like a, a seed germinating and like a first sprout coming through the soil. And you're like, okay, it grew, it sprouted. All right, let's do this. And that's all I needed. And now it's been watering it and nurturing it. And so delicately, right? Like, do not feed this anything but fertilizer and love and attention and watch it. And now it's grown so much. And like ideas just keep coming around. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can do this. And what if we did that? And so before it was this like, "Mm, I don't know. But because we encourage our team to have these woo-woo manifesting psychic powers, like it's just such an amplified effect. Like, Mm -hmm. James, I just have this idea, this feeling, I think, bah, bah, bah. And I might not be on that wavelength and like, okay, let me sit with that. And now it's grown and it's like, this is going to be so amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it started as, as someone else's idea. I could have been in my logic and my reason. No, that won't work because we've never done that before. And we can only <laughs> do things we've only done because history repeats itself. And blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I was almost my Star Wars. Ah, it's a trap. Boys. <laughs> It was a trap. (laughs) (laughs) That is a trap in thinking. 
that's another reason why like having a team is so powerful. It's just another perk of doing so is when we're all kind of thinking the same thing and it's like your intuition's confirming itself. Like I yes. was thinking that too, like me and Yes, like, we're we looking were for that. We're thinking live launch, yeah. So we have the, the lizard story. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell that story? Okay. So this is when I really started getting into like visual signs, spirit animals, numbers, things like that. And, and I was always like texting James, like, Oh, I just saw like 20 license plates with one, one, one on it or something. Cause I was on a long drive and he's like, I'm going to call you. I have a story to share. And then you called me and you told me that a lizard had run into your house that yeah. day. And then on the same day that you saw some guy like in Laguna, it's very Laguna thing, walking with his iguana on, on his, his shoulder, shoulder too. So yeah. there was two lizards and, and we're big into seeing three signs. And, it, and the power of animals yeah. as, as signs. Yeah. I think it was the next day, randomly a lizard ran into my house Yeah, as well. And come this, on, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> and I mean, and for extra confirmation, someone that was on our team that's no longer on our team also had a lizard run into their house. Yeah. So there was three people on our team that a lizard randomly ran into, into their house. house. So it wasn't just a lizard. We right. three people on the team had a lizard go into, into their, their house. And that hasn't, it's not a common occurrence that still has never ha- happened to me again no. to this day. Yeah. And it was right. It just happened to be very soon before we were gearing for our biggest launch. Yeah. yeah this and was I think 2018. I think this right? was actually the year we did the binge release. I think yeah. like and right so before that. What's a big piece about the, the lizard. lizard if you know anything about lizards, they're, tails can be detached from their body. So when we look up without dying or yeah, when we looked up, you know, like the spiritual meaning behind lizard, it was all about like releasing and letting go and staying detached Mm -hmm. from outcomes and things like that. So it was very, it was like a huge reminder to just like let go and have more fun in our life. Absolutely. And to me that the message interpretation was if you stay attached to this launch, and don't change the energy around it, you will not get as good of a result as you could Mm -hmm. as if you just detached and you're like, okay, got it. Thank you. Right. You know, that is going beyond reason. Mm -hmm. That is going to be your biggest foe. Mm -hmm. Your biggest enemy in all of this is logic, reason, and rationale. That part of you that needs to make sense of all of this. And I gave that up so long ago. Because that's kind of what keeps you safe and, and grounded. And, and I think everything we've been taught in society and, and whatnot is to like, you know, is around intelligence and smarts and intelligence and smarts seems to be like what's logical and rationale. Mm-hmm. And so much of what's going to come to you and what's trying to come through will not make sense. Consider that if your life is not working in some way, Like there's an area of your life that isn't where you'd like it to be and you've been trying and trying and trying and trying and nothing's working, that you've been using logic to approach it, which means something isn't working there. And that's okay. So if we're so gung-ho on it being logical, but we have evidence of areas in our life of approaching our life that way with that mental strategy of it has to make sense and it's not working, then really what is the worst that can happen when you go beyond reason, Mm -hmm. when you go beyond that, when you let that go and let things that may not make sense come in, it would not make sense that it's just a coincidence that three lizards come into three team members house. Mm -hmm. What do you mean that that has something to do with detachment? How does a lizard in your house have anything to do with your 
business on the internet. <laughs> exactly. And that's a fantastic example of like in the 3D, because these are things that aren't operating in the 3D, mm-hmm. it will not fit that model. So to me, it's like trying to use English to interpret Chinese. Mm-hmm. It's a different realm. It's a different paradigm. It's a different level, but we're using the level that we are so comfortable with to understand something else. Mm-hmm. I'm using English to learn Chinese and you can't really do that. It's kind of counterintuitive because as you're kind of building and enhancing your psychic muscles, the bizarre signs like lizards or the most random things are kind of like the easiest spot at some point. Yeah. Do you have an example? <laughs> well, just like the lizard in itself, but I mean, it's a much easier to spot an external sign in my opinion, or just in my experience than it is to, cause I'm more clairsentient or what's mm-hmm. the one that's like more visual too. Cause I'm clairsentient. Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Yeah. So like visual signs are easier for me to spot than say like an idea as an intuition. I'm going to give you one that just happened last night, driving home from dinner and I turn onto my street. And as I turn on my street, I decide to tune and get present. Mm-hmm. And I try to make this practice as much as it can. And as I tune in present, I have this knowing that I'm going to see an animal. Mm-hmm. Now this is about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And there's two ways to get to my house. There's the short way I mm-hmm. get to my house where you turn right or go straight up the mm-hmm. hill. So first I tune, as soon as I tune, I tune to almost see if I'm going to see an animal. And then as soon as I did that, I said, oh no, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing was I go, I'm going to go straight instead of right, which is right is where I always go. And then I start driving straight and I stop the car in the middle of the street and I look about a quarter of the mile up the road and I go, there's an animal there, but you couldn't see it. Couldn't see it in the 3D. And then all of a sudden a deer walks right out into the middle of the street and looks right at me. So what do you think deer symbolizes? Um, I don't know. Your home. <laughs> <laughs> Following your intuition. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that one? That's amazing. Right? I saw one, I was on the phone with a coworker and we were kind of going through a project and in my mind it was starting to get a little like cloudy because I do a lot of the tech stuff and automation. So I was like, you know, just thinking like, how am I going to do this? And then I see a roadrunner run through my yard and like right next to my window. And if you know my backyard, it's all gated around. So I'm like, how did they get in there? And it just kind of like looked at me and then I went and looked it up and it was like, just take small actions and you'll get to your results. Mm. I was like, all right, this is Mm -hmm. easy. I'm just going to get to work. And then, it, you know, a couple hours later it was done. And you know, I've seen, uh, had a lot of symbolism around the Mm -hmm. roadrunner. Oh yeah. Also good fortune. So yes, animal signs. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, big time. So we use this in a lot of areas. I think a, a great places in hiring mm-hmm. or rather anyone that you're making a decision on to work with you in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? Like getting a sense about that person. Mm-hmm. We always talk about mistakes in hiring. Don't you love that we can have the most like 3D strategic logical conversation around like a hiring process or like a launch strategy and then we can get into this weird stuff here. <laughs> yeah. And most people make the mistake of hiring people that they like. Big mistake right there. Mm-hmm. Or are like them. I love this person. They remind me of me. It's like, we don't need another you in your business. Trust (laughs) me on that one. We got enough of you. We need complimentary. We need people to balance that out. Okay. So we did this really cool thing, like an open house process that we, that we teach 
our students, which is we actually bring people into the office that are applying and mm-hmm. there's like 10 applicants at once. And then the whole team's there. So it's like, like an interviewing party. It's an interviewing party. And like everyone is just completely deer in the headlights. Like, oh my, what is going on? Wait, I'm talking to another applicant. We're competing for this together. And then wait, does she work for, I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> and I'll never forget. And I told Alicia this story. Alicia runs our customer support department. It was the end of the night and people are starting to, to head on home. And she was the one person I hadn't talked to. I wanted to make sure I got to touch everyone, not physically, but like get into their presence and just kind of like feel them out. Mm -hmm. And it was the end of the night and people are going. And I think it was like the high for Alicia was the bye. It was like saying hi so we could say, she could say goodbye, right? It was like the high bye in the same Mm -hmm. sentence kind of thing. And I knew within about four seconds, three seconds, like, yeah, her, Mm -hmm. she's in. It was just an absolute knowing. It was an absolute yes, like her. I want her on our team. We hired her and that was about a year and a half ago. Two years ago? Mm -hmm. A year and a half. Yeah. She has been the best person in that role that we've ever had in the history of our company. Mm -hmm. The amount of foresight and intuition that she's brought into that role where she doesn't have to ask us a million questions or, you know. I loved that the retreat. She was like, Jillian, we don't work together that often. I was like, I know. Thank you. I know. Thank you. (laughs) That means you're doing a great job. And you just know, you know, so when we're working with people, whether it's in a deal or, you know, like a JVA affiliate or a business partnership or something, Mm -hmm. like if you're not feeling into that or, or getting a sense or waiting for that sign or using that psychic intuition, Mm -hmm you're going to go off of, oh, I got another one. Oh, I can't wait to tell this story. Then be careful. Cuidado, <laughs> cuidado. You know, there's something you're not seeing. Okay. That was Spanish for caution. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> be careful. Okay. So let me take you back to March of 2020. And mm. I've purchased two Airbnb properties and it is now quarantine lockdown. First of all, people are, I mean, it's a two-parter story. People like friends and stuff are calling me. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, why? Like you just bought two vacation rentals in the, the midst worst of a- timing ever. <laughs> right, in the midst of a pandemic, the whole world is shut down. No one's traveling. Everything- Long-term rental fast. <laughs> and I will be honest, this is not to be braggadocious. I'm like, I am not worried in the slightest. <laughs> I'm just fine. I'm okay. And there was two things coming up for me. Well, it was that one thing that came up first, which was these are going to take me a little while to set up. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is going to last forever. So I can set these places up and it does, it takes time. I mean, it takes me like, and I'm, we're a little slow with them. It just depending on the house. Like it can take anywhere from like two to five months to get mm-hmm. the property set up. Cause we want like five star stuff. You yeah. Know? But then the other thing, which I didn't even realize is how many more people would rather stay in an Airbnb now Mm -hmm. than a hotel because of COVID? Mm -hmm. Jackpot. Come on. That's amazing. That means more money for me. Yeah. And how many people (laughs) want to travel just like, you know, within States instead of international. Absolutely. I mean, uh, and our Airbnbs have just been booked solid, Mm -hmm. booked solid. Well, and if we didn't quarantine, we would have been doing like event after event after event. Wouldn't you never would, would never no. even have come to Sedona. Absolutely. It would have been like two days here, two days there. Yeah. It was just, pff, I'd mm-hmm. still be trying to set up the first one a year. Let's <laughs> just be honest. That's true. It is very true. Mm-hmm. So then around that same time, I said, well, I'm not going to manage these myself. Mm-hmm. I got time for that. <laughs> I should have like, you know, like classic 90 sitcoms where like the, the character always had their own like 
like tagline mm-hmm. and then the fake laugh track comes in. Mm-hmm. I should have like a tagline or two. Like, you ain't got time for that. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is with the classic James tagline, but I didn't. So we brought in someone who was going to manage the properties. Professional woman comes in. She'll never listen to this podcast, right? I don't think so. Comes and sits down, dressed very nice, very professional. <laughs> and she tells me everything I want. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Mm-hmm. Like, all you have to do. She's like, oh, wonderful house. We're in the house, right? And she's like, oh, this is, they're gonna, people are gonna love this and that. Just flattering the crap out of us. You know what I mean? And she goes, all you have to do at this point is you just give me the keys and then we take it from here. We'll do everything else. If there's any problems with the house, we have handymen, we have plumbers and electricians and we take it, we'll bill you, you know, the costs and stuff like that. You have to pay those, but we'll handle all of that. We have a whole checklist of what to get and what to buy. Perfect. We just give you a check every month for how much money you made. And it's 30% commission. So we take 30% and you get the rest and you never have to worry about this again. And then anytime you want to stay here at the property, you just let us know the dates you want to come out. We'll make them available for you. Perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't getting that special feeling in my belly (laughs) that tells me that this is going to be okay. And I asked one question. And this is also why like having business acumen, you know, like understanding business is so important that you guys really get how to be a great business owner. I raised my hand and I asked her one question. I said, uh, who owns the listing on Airbnb? And she just laughs and goes, well, we do. So I asked a follow-up question. Well, what happens if I decide to move to another hosting company, management company, or do it myself. Do I get to take that listing with me? No. And that was the problem that I was missing. That was a deal breaker. Let me tell you my thinking behind this because this is how I think strategically. This is a business for me. Just like your business is a business. Now, could you imagine you run your business and a company comes in and says, do you want to get more clients on Instagram? You're like, yeah, of course I do. And I go, great. We're going to manage your Instagram, but we're going to own your Instagram account, which means it's no longer yours. We're going to do what we want on there and we get to keep it. So if you stop paying us, you don't get your Instagram account anymore. See all of your platforms and your profiles and all that stuff. Those are assets. Mm -hmm. In the olden days, we had physical things. Like if you were a print and copy machine, you had a copier. That's an asset. You had a sewing machine that could, you know, sew shirts like a hundred in an hour or something like that. That's an asset. Like you own that and that provides value. And in the digital world, these platforms and, and profiles are assets. So I'm running a business and I don't get to own the most powerful asset, which means over time, Airbnb will rank certain properties higher in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Those reviews help you, superhost status, all those things help you. And I wouldn't own that. That was mm-hmm. a big, big red flag. Well, and any of their properties that get bad reviews will then affect your properties. Bingo, bango, bongo. And it's completely out of my hand. I said, how do I know you're even going to do a good job? What happens if we don't get five stars? You've ruined, you've tainted (laughs) my entire house's reputation. And I have no say over that. So what sounded like such a great deal, everything I wanted to hear, something felt off. And it wasn't until I listened to that and asked a question that I realized, You've told me what I want to hear, but there's something under the surface that I need that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I did the thing that everyone, I think you might've been against me at first. Remember we talked about this. Do you remember this? Yeah. You actually had a really great idea with working with her. I talked it out through Mm -hmm. you 
And there was that part of you as well, right? That was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you don't have to worry about this ever yeah, again. Right. Like, isn't that just what you want? And there was something off. And so everyone else logically was like, just do it though. She's professional. It's just like, you just get the check in the mail. Like who cares? It's not a big deal. And I said no to her. And even she was like, big mistake, <laughs> huge. And so no more than a week later, I met property number dose and I'm watering in the backyard. Look at me now, homeowner, <laughs> watering, tending to the roses. Mm-hmm. And the neighbor comes out and we do the classic stereotypical, like, hello neighbor over, over the, the fence. Over the fence. <laughs> and I start at, you know, doing what you know I love. Asking questions. Small talk, <laughs> my favorite. The weather. Oh, uh, what about this weather? How, how about you? Where are you from? And how long you lived here? And she goes, um, actually, I just moved here. This is actually my sister's house and she's going to Airbnb it out. And she wants me to Airbnb it for her. What? And I'm like, no way. Do you want another Airbnb? And she lit up. I saw her body language completely change. I'm like, how about two? And now she manages four for mm-hmm. us. And she is our main host and runs our Airbnb Sedona team here. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is why I will always listen to mm-hmm. my intuition because that worked out so much better in every single way. There's possible. so many ways that it worked out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she lives in between, between my two properties. <laughs> I have two properties. And in between those two properties is where she lives. And then down the street, there's another one. And then two doors down from that is another one. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Meant to be. It's meant to be. So we use it for attracting amazing people, Mm -hmm. right? I use it to like, you can use it on a daily basis into what to focus on. When you're getting overwhelmed, part of overwhelm is this like decision that's flipped in your head that there's more to do than you can do. So like the to-do list is longer than the container of time. And so to just take all that and like almost crumple it and throw it out of the way and just see if you can be guided from a question of like, what is the most important thing? Because you only have this moment anyways right now. You can only do one thing at a time anyways, right? So where can you use those psychic abilities to guide yourself to priorities? Yeah, you gave me a question probably like right when I started working for you. Like what's the, if you did nothing else today, what's the one thing mm-hmm. that you need to and do? And let that be an intuition thing mm-hmm. versus a logical thing. Right. But a lot of times it's very little things for me. Like I'll get little hits to like check in on a team member mm-hmm. or reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I have to listen to those because what happens when you don't use it? You lose it. You lose it. <laughs> right. If you're listening, but not acting on, are you really listening? Mm-hmm. And so if you're not listening, you're not acting on like, how do you expect to keep receiving when you're just like, it's that whole thing of like, if I gave you a gift and you just looked at it and you're like, oh, thanks, I already have this. Yeah. It's like, I'm not really inspired to get you another gift, right? So you have to act on it. And that is more of that mm-hmm. faith, right? And that shows up a lot for me, just acting on that like higher self or just intuitive powers is whenever I'm stepping into that, you know, day by day is I see a lot of visual signs, you know, whether it's like yeah. 11, 11 on a clock oh, yeah, the or numbers. spirit animals versus if I just have like a day where I'm like, you know, eating crap food and watching Netflix. Like I always know that I'm not going to see anything mm. that day, you know, because I'm yeah. not being the version that's connected to that. Yes. We also use it for making decisions. Mm-hmm. Obviously big decisions, little decisions. We talked about how many decisions did you have to make, but I think what's going to really help you here is use it 
when you need to make a decision as, yes, this is a really exciting opportunity to test my psychic ability and let a miracle unfold, like, you know, create a margin for magic. And so what will really help here is when you're looking at making a decision, start with this as your foundation. It's not a problem. There's no problem here. Oh, I have to do this. Or what am I going to do here? Da, 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 da. Start with it. I mean, like, it's not a problem because every problem that does come already comes with a solution, mm-hmm. but we have to use our intuition or psychic ability to find, <laughs> sniff out the, the solution like a hound dog, right? So come from a place of this, like, it's not a problem. There's no problem here, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong here. Everything's going to be easy. And even if you think so, it's like, it's always a, that beautiful question. It's like, really, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the worst that's really going to happen, right? I've yet to have someone reach through the computer and like strangle me or punch me in the face, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just no physical danger and it's all happening for you. So start with those little decisions and keep practicing those, you know, just like Luke levitating the rocks, right? Then the X-Wing. We talked about looking for signs in the 3D. Mm-hmm. We've both talked about that a few ones, but you know, another one is dreams. We've done episodes in the past. Oh my gosh, around dreams, so good. Dream interpretation, but you can have a lot of messages being received in your dreams as well as premonitions, mm-hmm. you know, psychic premonitions. And I'm gonna share two, cause it's just really cool from my mom and sister who are like super gifted, especially my sister. My mom calls me one day and says, I just had a dream where you were out surfing and you're sitting on your board and you were being surrounded by sharks and they were starting to nibble at you and like bite at you. And then no joke, less than a week later is when we first launched local video Academy. And that was the first time I had an experience of like, like we went into a different market and you get that in hindsight, but people were like, there was like a different energy and a different ego there. And like Mm -hmm. people in that space about talking about agency stuff and SEO stuff, like, whoa, it was like this very aggressive, like cut you down oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And just, people were just like trashing us everywhere. It was like a completely different audience. We went in a completely different direction with our business. And it totally threw me off guard because here we are, I've been doing all this video stuff and talking all these things. And you know, by and large, it was so much like open and receptive and coachable and positive. And then we went into this different market and we were just getting, Brandon and I were just getting slammed. <laughs> and how crazy is it that my mom had a dream of me being attacked by a bunch of sharks yep. and then that's happening, right? So- in dreams can be powerful. My sister, I'll never forget this one. This is a long time ago. My mom actually would always, when my sister was younger, would ask, have you had any dreams lately? Tell me about your dreams. So she was asking, she goes, yeah, I had a dream that all these houses fell down a cliff. Wow. And my mom goes, okay, well, we have a lot of earthquakes in California. Mm -hmm. So she starts taking all the fancy things off the shelves. Less than a week later, we had that infamous Laguna landslide and Mm -hmm. all these homes fell down a cliff. And that happens to my sister all the time. So are you listening, paying attention to your dreams? Are you going to bed with that intention of, of a question that can mm-hmm. be either answered when you wake up or rise in the morning or in your dreams at night? Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we're yeah, not even, even just remember. I remember, I think it was, you know, probably in the beginning of COVID just as like things were kind of uncertain and I had a dream about a Phoenix and that was like one of my mm. most, I don't have, I'm working on the ability to build up your dream memory muscle. But uh, I remember that was like still one of the ones that was most powerful because it's like, things are going to get crazy. And then it's going to rise be like, from the ashes. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So we could keep going we could talk so much, but the first is, is how present have you been the second half of this episode? Mm-hmm. Have you gotten back into your noise, your distractions, your to do's and, and the socials and the medias and all that type of stuff. Have you seen any signs during mm-hmm. this episode? Like did anything like, do you ever have that experience where you're listening to something and boom, 
something else happens, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. what was it I was just listening to, right? <laughs> yep. So maybe that's happened to you today. We want to start to wrap this episode up and give you some homework because I always love to like not just make it this container of one hour a day and then that's it and then back to the business as usual, but how can you then take this out into the world with you and, and keep it with you? And so the first thing as homework would be to create something in your day that creates space for quiet. Answers come in the silence as you know. And when everything is bombarding you, it's it's like it's almost preventing you from reaching that silence. You have to be intentional and powerful with that. Whether that is some time in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever it is, a, a walk, a hike, something quiet, something in silence, something away from the world and use this as a gift. I don't have time for that. We're done with that Mm -hmm. stuff. We're done with those stories because the reason you don't have time for the silence is because you haven't been getting quiet. Mm -hmm. Because when I talk to business owner after business owner after business owner, they all tell me that if they were making the money that they wanted, that could pay the bills and give them the lifestyle they wanted, then they wouldn't be pushing and working and hustling as much as they are. They could start to hire. They could start to slow down a little bit. And so maybe perhaps one of the reasons why you're not generating the revenue you want, which is what's causing you to work so much, is because there's some sign or message that you're missing. So the very fact that you're saying you don't have the time means you need to make the time because that's why you don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So make the time. I feel guilty when I'm not working. Folks, this is part of your job description. This is you working. When I'm quiet, that's not me taking the day off. That's Mm -hmm. work. That's part of the work. You know, I'm getting paid for that, right? (laughs) Jeez, you should be too. So take that time, get quiet, kind of like, let the crazy thoughts do their thing so you can start to quiet down. And that might take a while for you. That's okay. But you're developing the discipline and daily habit and practice of that. One thing that we did at the team retreat that I do a lot actually is if you're having trouble just getting quiet and just like your mind is full of chatter and things that you need to do, just go ahead and like brain dump everything that's yes. oh, in your head. Oh, that, that's such a great practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that to do with staff. I keep mm-hmm. talking about that guys. Anytime something comes in, Oh, I need to do the, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need, you got to get in that habit. It's so unconscious competence for me mm-hmm. that anytime an idea comes, you'll see me, I just grab my phone and people think I'm tweeting or something and it's just putting on the app done, put mm-hmm. it on the app done, put it, get it out of the brain, out of the brain, out of the brain, onto the paper. And that keeps, keeps the mind like clear and empty, you know? And then what I want you to do is we have to start practicing this. And this is kind of the two-step. You want to find a decision. You want to find a question. You want to start finding real life examples in your life and business where, you know, you have to make that next move or choice and see if you can begin asking those questions. And then of course, that's the asking is the step two. And And the step three is the receiving and trusting. Oh, this just doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to, folks. It just doesn't make any sense, but I feel like mm-hmm. that we should actually do this, okay? And then you have to be the scientist to test that. Okay, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so weird because I, I thought I was feeling this, but that didn't, okay, great. Try this, you know what I mean? And either way, you gotta be unattached from the outcome and be attached to the learning of how you perceive the messages and the guidance and the wisdom that's trying to come through. Make that the goal, not 
how many successes you have. I'm 10 for 10 or whatever. <laughs> like that doesn't matter because you're developing something. I always tell people when it comes to like business and entrepreneurship, most struggling entrepreneurs just focus on how to make money, got to make money, make my money, 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 money. But successful and smart entrepreneurs are focusing on making machines that make money, mm -hmm. focus on the machine that makes the money. And this is kind of the same thing here. Stop focusing on, I got to get hundred percent right answers. I got to have all the right decisions. I got to do this flawlessly and perfectly without mistakes and start focusing on, I need to develop an internal system that allows me to receive and act focus on creating my own internal strategy for how to listen, how to receive and how to act from that place and develop that muscle. And that's the win because you can win the lotto once you can, you know, guess black and it lands on black once, mm -hmm. you know, and it's luck, it's happenstance, it's right place, right time. But when you can develop a system that works for you, now you have consistency, you have momentum, you have something you can fall back on. Yeah. Business won't feel like gambling or marketing won't feel like gambling. Uh -huh, yeah. Like a, I got a 50, 50 chance. Let's mm -hmm. just throw flip the coin, see what happens. Right. But you can lean it. And that's where it's a compounded effect because you're trusting more and more. And the more that you trust, the more that you'll receive, the more that you'll align with the message that you're receiving and the more miracles will show up in your life. So there you go. That's your homework. How was it? It's great. Cool. All right, you guys. Thanks so Feeling much. Feeling more psychic already. <laughs> oh, Jilly. <laughs> Original content. Always making them laugh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you so much. Please share any and all of your psychic stories with us mm -hmm. on the Instagrams. Let us know, put it into practice and share with us. We appreciate that so much. Have a fantastic, phenomenal, magical, miraculous week. And we'll see you here next time on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Bye. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.